Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Something else. Before we start, I wanted to let you know that you can listen to episodes of Please Tell Me a Story ad-free by subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can start your free trial now by clicking Try Free at the top of the Please Tell Me a Story show page in the Apple Podcasts app. Hello, and welcome to Please Tell Me a Story. We've reached the end of our first season, and with season two coming very soon, I thought we'd have a little look back on the highs and lows so far. Starting with a low. A number of our storytellers had a breakdown trying to remember what they'd been told, Take Sakisa's retelling of Kai's story. Please tell me a story. Now, apparently there's quite a few jokes in this, but... I won't be hearing them. You won't be hearing them. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Okay. Uh, but what you need to know is that this story is about the first time that Kai met his girlfriend's parents. Okay. And what you need to know is obviously, maybe you don't know, that Kai was in an interracial relationship. So he's the brown one. Yeah. And she was white. White. (laughs) Interracial. Okay. Yeah. He was obviously a bit nervous about meeting the parents for the first time. Mm -hmm. And the parents lived in Isle of Wight. Ooh. Oh, I should let you know how they met. Okay. So they actually met the, not on the, not the normal way, not like how many people people meet nowadays. They met the on very unusual way of Tinder. Okay. Yeah. Nice. That's yeah. a punchline. 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 So that was, that was a pullback yeah. and reveal. No, pullback and reveal. Thank I've you. seen that done before. So they went to Isle of Wight, which is where her parents stayed. Um, and as they were driving through to the parents' home, he was a bit worried because it felt very wickery it felt very get out get out vibes and he heard this it felt very thisy vibes very okay. oh it was raining it was it, well it was felt very spooky very haunty okay very oh this maybe is not my vibe so he's feeling a bit anxious so he gets to the parents home knocks on the door Sound effect. The dad opens the door. Oh my God, it's like I'm there. And his dad starts saying, introducing himself. His dad? No, I said, sorry. (laughs) The girlfriend's dad, his Uh potential father-in-law starts speaking. And he sounds very, very, very posh. Oh. Very posh. Okay. Very, very posh. And talking not on like how Kai would talk. So Kai's feeling a little bit anxious. He's talking quite yap. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Is it what Ahmed said? <laughs> 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 
Let's cut that bit out, shall we? Uh, he's quite. He's sounding quite posh. A bit like yas and yeah, 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 He's trying to get to know Kyle. (laughs) I would love if his name changed throughout this. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Imagine what that would do to his self-esteem. He came back in this room and we couldn't even remember his name. Kai. (laughs) Kai. That's going to be traumatic for the boy. (laughs) Because I'm telling Helen Carl. Kai is uh, trying to get to know the father. The father is also trying to impress Kai. And he's saying things like, oh, we're big fans of Ricky Sunak. And Kai's a bit like... Ricky Sunak? Sorry, risk again, names. Risky? Risky. Risky. (laughs) Risky Sunak. That's his stripper name. <laughs> I don't I don't know how to take it, but whenever I'm in a room with Sakisa, she starts to cry. <laughs> it's you, it's you, bitch. <laughs> okay. okay. What's his name? Rishi Sunak. Rishi Sunak. Okay. Uh they're saying that they're big fans of Sunak. Okay. And Kai is a bit like, well, I'm not. Like what? <laughs> Okay, I'm not, but they, they're trying to make each other impressed and it's not working. Right. And food is coming out. The father-in-law is bringing out food and Kai bumps into him accidentally and this happens. Sound effect. So in the end... Um, Kai, uh, Don't Kai, get emotional, it's okay. The father-in-law says to Kai, well... We really like you and we want you to be part of the... We love to have you part of the family. Oh. And Kai doesn't know what to say because he's actually feeling a bit like, well, I don't know if I want to be here. <sighs> so all he can really say is... Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, is he Churchill the dog? <laughs> it was, it, it was, oh, yes. <laughs> So Kai is single oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how the story was. Okay. <laughs> and she's now dating Risky Sunak. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh, get me out of here. <laughs> I, you know what? I, had to, I thought I was gonna have that one down. <laughs> And from one total car crash to another, here's Kai retelling Abby's surreal Dickensian tale. Fashion your seatbelts, this is going to be one hell of a ride. Okay. Come on, Kai. We can do this. Okay. <laughs> Please tell me her story started with that. Come on, Kai. You can do this. And actually starts with, this is a story as old as time. Uh, it's a classic, according to Abby, which is... Quite arrogant, I'd say. A classic. Oh, is it the breaking up of Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake? Very similar to that. Sick. Okay, I'm fully in. So, has Christmas Carol vibes. I don't know if she said that, but I think she did say that. So basically, (gasps) there's a guy called Jeremiah Jackson, or what is... He was also known as the Florida man, right? Some geezer, I think his brother brother died. His brother died 
because he went through a Wendy's drive-through and uh, asked for a kitten and got killed or something. Yeah, no, no, you're gonna have to bear with me. It gets way worse than this, right? And also, I'm the, <laughs> I don't want to be judged by this. I, this is how the original story goes, right? So, um, then what happens is. Some stuff happens. <laughs> to Jeremiah Jackson. So yeah. the brother being killed. Yeah, yeah. Like and then he's like, thing. what is going on? And basically, I think he just wanted to be famous. He wanted to get on Fox News. He was basically just a bit of a prick. It was, okay. That's his whole vibe. Okay. Massive prick vibes, right? Okay. So basically, he then goes in. Um, to, to where? I, I, to something. A house, right? That, this, this isn't a... St- this is this is a I can see the producer just this... laughing in the back. Okay, so honestly, this is... Okay. Florida man, who was also called that. So basically, get this. <laughs> this is where it gets interesting. Uh, basically, he has some sort of like uh, he got. He's got his nephew called like Chad Chuckum, and this is. I asked if this is exactly his catchphrase was. Chad Chuckum's. Yeah, I asked. I asked. I was like, what did what did he say? And Abby was like, that's the catchphrase. So basically, I think his brother died or something. And basically, something. That or Something like, that. like this. Oh, wait, no one, everyone this is, is looking at normal, me like I'm fit. This, this I'm is not... the normal version. This is way less. Okay, just go with Have me. Have you read a book? <laughs> this is why you tell a story. I've okay. Stick with it, right? Um, he goes in, has like some sort of existential crisis and that, and he meets his cousin who's got an emotional support snake. That's an important bit, an emotional support snake. Okay. And, uh, and then the python is a talking python obviously and was like oh and was like oh mental health for pussies stop being a little sucker ass bitch that's a perfect that's a perfect the python the emotional support python (laughs) said that and that is the only that's that's a perfect reconstruction of of what i said anyway i think christmas guy i think this ghost comes um and basically, this is the stuff. I'm doing relaying the story without all the weird stuff. This is you're looking Don't, at me like no, okay. I should be sectioned. This is a normal. Okay, just, okay. so <laughs> right. So basically, uh, I told you the cousin's called like Chad Chuckum or something. Yeah, and, the, uh, the ghost. Yeah, yeah. The ch- yeah. ghost of Christmas past, like, sees what it's life like. Could it have been in the past? Um, I don't even remember that bit. But the most important bit is the ghost of the present comes, <laughs> and basically they go to an underwater world. And uh, they do some stuff there. The emo- basically, the emotional support snake is just like mugging off Jeremiah uh, Scrooge. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Jeremiah Jackson. Jeremiah Jackson. Yeah. Jeremiah Jackson, wasn't it? That's what you just man. said to me. Okay. It yeah. might be Jeremiah Jackson. I think it is. <laughs> but I was just confused with the Scrooge bit. Anyway. Oh, God. Then what happens? Oh, and then at the happens? end. And uh, something about a kitten getting killed as well or the something. Kitten the kitten gets killed at Wendy's. At Wendy's. No, I no. think that might actually His not be. His cousin's a... not a kitten. His cousin asked for a kitten at Wendy's. Yeah, I think so. De- Fucking they're, hell, they're, Kai. What I want to say is I... de- there's definitely a death of a kitten somewhere in this story. I think. Are we I, serious? I think Are we happy with this as broadcasters? <laughs> I don't know if this can be out. As <laughs> I don't want to be like personally responsible for this. Oh, no, no. I, I, I blame Abby 100%. So basically, the moral of the story is Jeremiah. Jeremiah Jackson, uh, or Jeremiah, Jeremiah Jackson, uh, basically looks at his life and he's like, "What the hell, man?" And he said, "Most of small snake is there, the talking one." And he basically he realizes that pussies are strong. There's a feminist undertone to this, right? Yeah. Right. He has to be a pussy because pussies are strong, and that is literally exactly how it went. I seriously doubt that, babe, but I fucking doubt it. 
Let's take a pause from the retellings to appreciate our brilliant cast. Not only are they a bunch of talented comedians who can land a punchline. So I recently developed a pretty serious and debilitating addiction to describing what a water slide is. It's a slippery slope. And he's got a new joke about how he's afraid of water slides because it's slippery slope. Because it's all downhill. Something about he can't do skiing because the slopes are so slippery. It's a slippery road. It's some joke about slopes and that life is a slippery slope. It's some terrible punchline. Think you're doing all right? You say a skiing joke. Skiing yeah, joke? Yeah, a skiing joke. Oh. And finally you make a pun on, this is a bit of a slippery slope. <laughs> Audience are hating it. They're also pretty good at nailing a catchphrase. Even if he said things like, oh my God, you're a sweet piece of ass. That's a sweet piece of ass. Got a fine piece of ass. <laughs> you're a fine piece of ass. <laughs> you're a fine piece of ass. That's a fine piece of ass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, nothing. No tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Cast your mind back to week one, when Omid told us a story about his uncle. Here's Abby, attempting to remember it. We're already stuck on the year, because I'm pretty certain he gave me two dates. Great start. Okay. I think it started in 1994. Okay, good enough for me. But then later, I think he said 1991. You take your pick. Okay. Okay. So it's 1994. <laughs> I was going to a family wedding. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we had a lot of cousins, uncles. Um, there, was, there was one car everyone's trying to get into. Uh, we didn't all fit, so I went into the overflow car with my favourite uncle, Ezat. Mm -hmm. um, now, Ezat uh, was, was good with the ladies. Um, mm -hmm. He was a short, uh, stout gentleman, 
pretty unintimidating. Uh, so he'd say stuff like, "That's a sweet piece of ass," okay. and, <laughs> and 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 apparently people would be fine with that wow. because they were like, "He's fine. He's a sweet man." Um, it, it was 1994. It was 1994 or one or one. Um, <laughs> everyone was fine with it. Um, now I was desperate for the toilet. Mm-hmm. So when we got to the wedding, now it was the days of the sensor mm-hmm. flush. Oh, the one we, where you wave your hand. The one where you wave your hand. Okay. It was one of the first. It was. It was when they were just coming out. Wow! Right. Were, everybody was talking. About it was them. like magic. Yeah. Yeah. That's a direct copy. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Thank you. Um, and so I went to the toilet. I did my business. Mm-hmm. Also a direct quote. Um, and, they, and then um, I was like, where's the flush? Where's the flush gone? And as I went like, where's the flush? And I waved my hands. The toilet really aggressively just went, zoom. She's right. doing well okay. with the toilet. How about that hand dryer? And, and I hit it once, it didn't start. So I hit it twice, it didn't start. And then I hit it third time. And then it went, right? And then my uncle was there. And he was like, look, there's some nice ladies here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I'm going to say inappropriate things to. And to do that, I need my dentures. So I'm going to go and clean my dentures, right? In the bathroom? He's in the just bathroom. In. Okay. He's just, I was just in. You were just in, of course. So the um, man comes to the bathroom, and then he, he took a while, and then he came out, and he was like, <laughs> I got no dentures. Okay. I don't know why he's gone Bristolian. <laughs> that was a powerful toilet. He's like, I got no dentures. Abby's doing well. Let's see if she gets the details of what happened to the dentures right. And he couldn't get the hand dry to start. Mm-hmm. So he hit once, wouldn't start. Hit twice, wouldn't start. Hit third time. Right? Yeah. It made him jump. Okay. Just like it made me jump. Right. The dentures flew out of my hand. Mm-hmm. His hand. <laughs> His hand. Yeah. I'm multi-rolling. Yeah. Um, trying to explain this without any dentures on his mouth. Yeah. Like, like. And then his wife came and was like, stop hitting my husband. Maybe he's married. Wait, so wait. Someone was, some other woman was hitting some, him. Yeah. Okay, okay. So my mum yeah. was hitting him. Soft, and then some other woman was like, stop hitting him. Okay. Um, And then she was really hot. And so then with... Without dentures, he was like, that's a nice piece of ass. <laughs> and then she slapped him. Wow. Um, because you should never hit on a woman without any teeth. Okay. Oh, fantastic. And that is exactly how it goes. <laughs> Brilliant. Quite good going from Abby. Now, let's hear how the story developed in just a few short tellings. Here's the deal. It's the 1980s. You're going to a wedding. Your face has already put me off. It's the 1980s. You're going to a wedding with your uncle and you are so excited. You're all dressed up and you're ready to go. And your uncle's like a real player and he's got this catchphrase that he uses on the ladies, which is, you're a real fine piece of ass. And he says it in that accent, which is the one that I was given. And he keeps on saying, you're a fine piece of ass. And he's all dressed up and he arrives at the wedding and he's like, I'm going to impress them by freshening up in the bathroom because he needs to go for big toilet, right? Not little toilet, big toilet. So he goes in, he sits down on toilet and he's ready to shit. But he realises that he's on a high pressure toilet, which I don't know what that is, but this is high pressure toilet. And he's sitting on it and he's just like emptying himself like... Right. And then as he's doing that and he flushes 
assuming he's still sitting on it or he's looking back on it, his dentures fall out into the toilet basin (laughs) and he's like, oh, no, oh, well, now they've got poo on them. Can't have teeth with poo on them because the ladies won't like that. So he goes out, (laughs) toothless, back into the wedding. (laughs) Your face, I can't look at you. Okay. He goes back toothless into the wedding and he's like, you're a fan poetry. You're a fan poetry. With with shit all over his... No, there's no, no, he's left the teeth in the poo. Oh, I see, he's left the teeth there. All right, okay. Yeah, because he thinks that, like, it's better, they're like, it's with the toilet now. It belongs to the toilet. Oh, so he's a player, but he's going to go out and be a player without his dentures. A hundred percent, because he's got a catchphrase, so it's fine. And while he's doing that, you go into the bathroom because, right. I don't know, maybe you want to go to the toilet now. Okay, so I go in after him, right, okay. Obviously, like, or maybe you've heard about this high-pressure toilet and you're like, I got to see it in real life. So you run into the toilet and you see Pooh's gone. There's still skid marks, but the teeth are in the basin. And? That's exactly how it okay. happened. Don't look at me like that wasn't a good telling. That was Jesus bang on. Christ. It's like is this detail? is one of the most extraordinarily incoherent stories I've ever heard. And a tremendous distortion of not only my story, but of the facts. Because not only is it so crazy, it also doesn't make any sense at all. That's what I thought. I was like, this is no way I'm in a story. This is wow. no way. As I was saying earlier, our cast are all brilliant comedians, but they also have many other skills. Some are actors with a large range of accents. He said his name was Detective Duncan, you know. <laughs> he says there's been a murder, a double murder. There's right. been a murder on, oh God, on the plane. Slightly racist, but okay. There's been a murder. Louis Kelly. There's been a murder, sweetheart. There's been a murder. And a varied ability to reproduce sound effects themselves. They were so posh, they had that posh person sound. You know, you know, with the posh condes that. Often the hardest role in our little game of please tell me a story would be for the final storyteller, who would have to regurgitate a mangled story back to the often horrified original teller. Here's how Sean got on telling Kai's story back to him. Kai, this is your story, as told by Ahmed, who told Sakiza, who told Abby, who told Helen, who told me. Okay, it's a love story. You, <laughs> you are on Tinder, which is always a great start to a story. You're on Tinder yeah. <laughs> and you have a match with a lovely lady. Eventually, the time comes for you to meet the family in this dreaded encounter. Uh, but, plot twist, they live on the Isle of Wight, of all places. Of all places. <laughs> of all the places. Isle of so you think, right, we've got to make the trek over there. Uh, and for some reason, uh, a hovercraft is your choice of transport. <laughs> um, so you end up on Isle of Wight. Uh, you knock on the door. The door then opens. <laughs> love a sound effect. <laughs> oh, I love a creaky door sound effect. Oh, it's be- At the time, it was beautiful. 
So you go in and then you meet uh, this lady's dad. And this man is, uh, as described to me, a Churchill dog of a man. <laughs> so I'm picturing proper gammon, uh, I don't know, just white polo shirt. I don't know, maybe a bit stuffier than that, actually. Right. Um, old school fella. And then you start having dinner together. And this guy, the dad, just keeps talking about how much he loves Rishi Sunak. Or uh, if not Rishi Sunak, Ricky Sunak or Wishy Sunak. Uh, one of those three. He could be confusing. <laughs> could have been the other two. Yeah, for I some mean, yeah. person who isn't famous and <laughs> yeah. has a similar sounding name. Exactly. And then for some reason, a plate smashes. That's never mentioned again. Uh, <laughs> so, but it's important that we have that in there. Okay. And then this is when you pipe up and say, listen, buddy, I don't know what you've heard, but I actually don't like Rishi Sunak that much. So I don't know why you keep talking about him. And at that moment, you wiped your mouth with a handkerchief, stood up from the table and said, I think I'll be off. It's over. And at that m- moment, you swam back to the mainland. And thankfully, you are here with us today. And that's exactly how it went. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) That's got to be the way. (laughs) That's to be the way. (laughs) And here's Omid's retelling of Helen's story. Hi, Abby. Well, I'm going to tell you the story. I'm Helen. Sorry, I meant meant Helen. Excuse me. Please keep that in as the (laughs) ultimate beginning of a story. Fuck up. Um, Ahmed, please tell me my story. Thank you, Helen. Well, this is a story that was told to me after you told it to Sakiza, who told it to Kai. I'm I'm imagining there's going to be some kind of disconnect after Kai, because then Kai (laughs) told it to uh, Sean, who then told it to Abby, who's told me. The year is 2007. Mm -hmm. Sound effect. It's a good vibe. I'm feeling that. That to me, that's that's the that's the beat of two thousand seven. It's mm-hmm. prom night. It's prom mm. night. It's your prom night. I, I I asked where, and no one seemed to know where. But I presume it's Fleet because apparently all you do is go on about Fleet. Wow. Okay, that's mad to yeah. me where yeah. that came from. Helen but, okay. goes on about Fleet all the time. That you're from. Are you from Fleet? Unbelievable. I mean, yeah, but like apparently you don't stop going on about never it. Never even mentioned it in this room. <laughs> so I don't know where that came from. Well, it's the first time I heard it. It's, it's in Fleet. You're in your <laughs> teens. It's prom night, and you're going to go with a bunch of girls. Uh, but somehow some boys have been invited who shouldn't really be there. So you're now left without a date. You're, you are pressurized now to have a date to go with a boy. Okay. You've got your. You've had your eye on a boy called Chris, who you've uh, you've 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 asked him out apparently on, on a, a number of occasions, mm-hmm. and he's always said no, and it's never really happened. Um, so you're a bit trepidatious about asking him in, but you have an in. You have an in with Chris's mother. So mm-hmm. through Chris's mother you arrange for Chris to take you on to the prom. Now, Chris, uh, he's given a stipulation that if he goes with you, that your dress has to match his something, something to do with his corsage, mm-hmm. something to do with what I understand corsage is some kind of um, appendix or flower <laughs> or some some kind of appendages. Oh, appendages. Or, <laughs> you mean like an appendix. Like, some kind of appendages he needs, okay. like flowers or something, uh, are on his body. Well, but it's nice to be matchy-matchy. He's matchy-matchy. Yeah. He wants to be matchy-matchy with you, and that's great. So um, so you go along all excited, and um, you, you have a, a favourite Arctic Monkeys song. You've got this music, which in your head... That famous Slow Arctic Monkey song. It's a Slow Arctic Monkey <laughs> song. So you're imagining now with Chris, it's finally going to happen. You're going to go on a date. You're going to have some kind of slow dance and a kiss will happen. 
And it's, just a kiss. Yeah, and, and it's to this music, to the Arctic Man, maybe a kiss, maybe more. Uh, oh, uh, once again to the sad Arctic Monkey song. Yeah, we're back to the sad Arctic This is what's happening. So you're going there. You're now going, you're there. The Arctic Monkey song is playing. You are aging it. This is exciting. Like a tree right this now, is exciting. I've heard of the Arctic Monkeys. I do believe they come from Sheffield. Great. <laughs> but when you get there, there is no Chris because Chris has disappeared. No. He's not there. Chris, Chris apparently is fingering someone. He's fingering one of your friends, possibly. Now, I thought this was an activity that was confined to the 1970s and early 1980s. Oh, no, you can finger even up to today. Like, it's well, that's really, that's news to me. That's something that, it, fingering is alive and well. Oh, you yeah, know, it's, in thri- it's thriving, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> Already this is the most extraordinary conversation I've ever had. But, um, and not only... Oh, wait till I tell you about kingering. You're going to lose your kingering. mind. Kingering, okay, yeah. good. Well... <laughs> I do know as a therapist, there's a friend of mine who, who was gay and I sent him to a therapist and now he's rimming with confidence. Yeah. There you go. I just thought I'd throw that in. It's a terrible joke. He knows what rimming ni- is, guys. 1990s. <laughs> I'll be great if you rim to that but, really nice slow Arctic. But Helen, this, I've been told this is the big reveal at the end that actually Chris came out as gay. And that's how the story goes. One of the best stories I've ever heard. I loved it. And that's the end of season one of Please Tell Me a Story. But what story would be complete without a moral to send you on your way? If there's anything this season has taught me, it's... Pussies are strong. (gasps) It's got a feminist undertone. Pussies are strong. Pussies are strong, man. Pussies are strong. Not only should he not be a pussy, but pussies are strong. And then there's uh, some chat about whether the imagery of of the pussy in in this one is if it's like is it does it mean cowardice or is it actually referring to an actual physical vagina stop being a pussy goodbye and see you very soon you've been listening to Omid Jalili Abby Clark Sean Burke Kai Samra Sikiza and Helen Bauer this is please tell me a story Narrated by Polly Lloyd. The lead producer is Jemima Rathbone. The co-producer is Michael Dale. The assistant producer is Bashak Erten. Sound engineer, Josh Gibbs. Video engineer is James Weller. Production coordinator is Arshan Mohile. Marketing coordinator is Emily Webb. Assistant content producer is Jonathan Imieri. Additional production by Ben Johns, Lois Schaefer, and Abby Brock. Executive producers are Chris Skinner, Alex Lawless, and me, Amit Jalili. Please tell.